Looking for a new show to dive into? Well, go to Hulu and see what's new, because Hulu has new stuff all the time. Like the full season of FX's epic limited series Shogun, FX's new international spy thriller The Veil, starring Emmy and Golden Globe winner Elizabeth Moss. And don't miss the all-new crime series Under the Bridge, inspired by shocking true events and starring Riley Keough and Lily Gladstone. It's all new, and it's streaming now on Hulu. Killing Time, hosted by two girls, one ginger. It's us again. Hello, guys. Hello. Here we are. Hello. <laughs> We're back. We're back once again. Woo. Feels like we never left. Always does. Basically <sighs> live here. Basically live here. We're recording quite early in the morning and um, doesn't matter because we've got some champagne. I wore my Star Wars shirt for you guys today. Oh, yeah. Oh, Jared, look at you. He wore it as a, a special uh, edition Star Wars shirt. I believe it's in Hebrew. <laughs> Wow, I don't know where it's I got this, but Israel? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> well, no, I've never been. Really? Probably H&M or something. Oh, H&M. It's definitely an H&M shirt. It's very shitty quality, but I just wanted to, you know, I think it's cool. Salute our little disagreement that we had today. I mean, nothing has gotten more engagement than that clip of us talking about Star Wars. Yeah. yeah. It's all right. Whatever, we all have our things and Star Wars is not our thing. It's okay. It's Vanderpump? Mine. I could do a rapid fire you know, question around right now. Oh yeah. All we, the time. Yeah. I have switched my, uh, I go to sleep like usually reading the bachelor subreddit because it's like, I want something so mindless that'll like put me to sleep, but I switched over to Van- Vanderpump. How is it? There's just more content going on there. Yeah. Like the bachelor world is kind of like lulled, Quiet. but Hibernating. like Vanderpump, like it's, there's almost too much. Mm, no, but I'm like, I'm just. Were you like going back through and watching everything? No, no, no. I'm reading the Vanderpump subreddit oh. to go to sleep every night, like I used to on The Bachelor. I've I've switched it. Got up. you. Yeah. yeah. But it's like it's it's really giving. Oh, it's giving. It's better than a true like doom scroll before bed, you know. That's not really Light- doomy. Yeah, it's lighthearted. So it's just like other people's drums bullshit. Yeah, love it. Love love it. having like an arm's length away. Me too. I respect it. Um, do we have any housekeeping? I guess other than if you're watching us on Patreon, you are watching us, our beautiful faces. And uh, if you're not part of our Patreon, it's time. It's time. It's definitely time. We There's- have a lot new, a lot of new subscribers recently. Patreonies, 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 feeling like Patreon. Tony Soprano. But no, yep. we um we're doing some really cool stuff on Patreon. Not only do you get a, f- a full episode per week, a true crime story, yeah, every week. You also get early access to any multi-part episodes. So, you know, right now we have, I'm not sure if we have a multi-parter going on right now, but we just had our Lisk series, which is a three-parter. So when part one was released, all three parts went on Patreon. So Patreons don't have to wait for the second, third part. So that's a perk and video, like Jack said. And video and one extra full-length true crime episode every single week. Plus like a bank of like, over 50 that you could binge if you're out of content. You know what's fucking crazy is that we are doing at this moment four episodes a week of first degree. Yeah, we're doing four episodes a week. It's Isn't a lot of nuts? it's so much work. I tallied like everything up uh last week when I was doing edits and I think in total of all the episodes we've ever done we're at like 360. 
Wow. wow. That's including like killing times and like regular main episodes every I week. I think we're probably even more than that. Yeah. To be honest. Actually, you're right because it doesn't include any of the pa- all the Patreon yeah. stuff. Oh my God. We'll do a tally. There's I'm a interested. lot. A lots, lot of stuff. Lots of talking. Lots oh, yeah. of Lex and Jack blabbing, 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 <laughs> blabbing around. <laughs> okay. Do you want to get into the day today? Yes. Okay. So today is June 15th. We are smack dab in the summer. It feels good. Though California is still a little bit cold, but that's fine. I have my own bone to pick with that. <laughs> um, but in 1215, we're going back to 1215, the Magna Carta, one of the most significant legal documents in history, was signed by King John of England. And this established the principle that everybody, including the king, was subject to the law and laid the foundation for modern constitutional law. I love this. The only thing I knew about ma- the Magna Carta was that Jay-Z rapped about it. Mm. Oh. And it's in rap songs quite a lot. Uh, I'm in the same boat. Yeah. I know nothing. But else. I'm glad to I know this nothing. is a new wrinkle in the brain. Yeah. So I'm interested in this Magna Carta. It sounds like maybe Latin was used <laughs> to name it. And I want to know more. Well, I don't know more about it. That's all I know. But, <laughs> but what I found was interesting is it like doesn't seem like they're really using it in America because, you know, as we know, many politicians are above the law. Yeah. And sometimes police officers, they've got um, indemnity. Yeah. Right. So Magna Carta, kind of uh, defunct, but that's that's fine, I guess. Well, Britain knows messed what up a is. lot of other stuff in England. That's true. Yeah. Um, okay, so 1667, the first blood transfusion in a human was administered by Dr. Jean-Baptiste Denis. That's hardcore. In 1667. Did they know about germs yet? No. You think okay. he just kind of like crossed his fingers and he's like, well, yeah. I hope this works. Yeah. He's like, let's just put some blood into somebody else. Did they even have needles back then? Oh, I'm sure they had needles, but I don't think they had the understanding of like different blood types. And But I bet you everyone, I bet you some of his shit worked. Uh, it probably did. You know, like blood is kind of blood and bodies are really adaptable. If you can keep adf- infections at bay, yeah. a lot can be done. And It'll, somebody's got to go first. Somebody's got to go first. Right? Like. Yeah. I don't know. You're going to fail till you get it right. So I always think about that when you think about poisonous food and you're like, mm, someone had to find out who is the guy that ate that frog. Somebody <laughs> or that Japanese fish where like 1% will kill you. Isn't that, it the blowfish? Maybe. And then I'm like, but who's taking this chance? Yeah. Have like, you seen the thing about mushrooms yeah. where it's the people like, yeah, testing yeah. Mush- it's like one of them makes you see God. One of them <laughs> kills you immediately. I saw it on TikTok. And one of them's really tasty. Some of them go on your pizza. Yeah. <laughs> I was wondering about that on TikTok. I didn't, I, sw- I sw- swiped away, but yeah. I was like, interesting. Yeah, it is. It. Who is the person that's really figuring out mushrooms? I don't, I mean, well, they already did, but. Well, yeah. But when it was happening, it was probably a really Mushroom scary taste situation. testers. Yeah. What I hate job. mushrooms. I that's love fucking them. insane. They're so delicious. I, I think they are so disgusting. Disgusting. I've got and mushrooms you know, on my face. I hated them because when we lived together in Pink House, I would go to Quiznos and get the veggie <laughs> sammies with you. And I had a bad mushroom and uh, I never had a mushroom again. A bad mushroom. She got the I got sick and I got a permanent ick. That really sucks. Quiznos. Oh my God. Quiznos did you dirty. Yeah, it did. Oh, That's it, when we were vegans. I mean, may they rest. I yeah. saw Quiznos the other day. You know, they're still around. I yeah, you had one at the Denver airport. Isn't that not crazy? Even a year Dude, ago. They're at the Denver airport. They're I might have to make airport. a special trip. Yeah, yeah they go, really go get Delta your uh, redemption. So t- there's nothing as toasty. Mm. Like they no. do the toastiness best. They really do it different. Yeah. Okay. Not a Quiznos <laughs> ad. Next. <laughs> they really do it different. <laughs> I thought all Quiznos had clothes. So they're definitely not I did an too. No. Yeah. No. Like you literally a had a sandwich not even a month ago. I know what I'm saying. Ago. Before that, I thought they were all gone. <laughs> oh, yeah. No. Yeah, Maybe whatever. it only exists in the Denver airport. Move on. You know it's weird over there. So 
They've got some weird shit going on. Their okay. granola and their turquoise we necklaces. Do, no, I mean the Denver airport. Yeah. Do you know about this? Mm-mm. Yeah, Ooh. we've literally done a whole killing time dedicated. No, maybe we haven't. We should. If we, we just haven't. did it. We talked about Lucifer, the horse at the Denver airport. We did. That mm-hmm. killed its maker. But yeah. I don't know if we've done a Denver airport deep dive. Maybe we should do that. Yeah, they're like cloning people underneath that airport or something. Okay. Something's well, going we'll on. maybe we'll do a special episode on yeah. that. Yeah, I'll keep that in mind. Okay, so. 1808, the first performance of Beethoven's Symphony Number no. 5 took place in Vienna, Australia. A banger. Austria. Austria. <laughs> yeah. What did you say? Australia. Australia. Yeah, Beethoven might. Tomato, tomato. I'm not going to lie. I read the script and I read Australia, but it is Austria. Yeah. And that's the only reason why I knew what you were saying. I well, love Vienna it. is in Austria. Yeah, I've been right. there. Yeah. But Austria and Australia look suspiciously similar. They're too similar Back to be Beethoven halfway might. across the world. Um, 1836, Arkansas became the 25th state of the United States. And uh, 1969, the iconic music festival Woodstock Music, Art, and Fair was announced. Amazing. So those are your days. Um, but. There's some holidays. International Panic Day. Oh. That's every day. So if you're going to have a panic attack today. Now, that it, would work. It's the day to do it. Okay. I, that works perfect for me. Yeah. 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 I'm are just, you panicking? Are you feeling panicky? Well, every day. But, yeah. I a mean, little bit. I'm glad that it's at least more acceptable today. Yeah, totally. It's also World Socks Day. Socks? Love socks. Wearing them right now. Hate them. And... <laughs> National Juggling Day. Juggling Day? For do you know how to juggle? Mm, yes, he is a jester. He loves to juggle. I wish I had my kit with me right now. I would. Do you have a kit? Oh yeah. He's course. actually really good at juggling. You don't just juggle objects. Oh, oh no. Can you juggle objects? Of course. Yeah, oranges. I used to be able to juggle. Yeah. And I lost it. Maybe you can help remind me. It's like riding a bike. You can get it back. You know my what helps? school brought people in and taught all of us in like gym class. Oh, really? In, element- in elementary school, not high school. Never taught us how to do taxes, but taught Alexis how to juggle. And the recorder, of course. <laughs> I, learned in, I learned in clown school. That's where I picked up all my juggling. Yeah, he stuff. is a clown. Um, it's also National Hollerin' Contest. Every year on the third Saturday of June, the National Hollerin' Contest takes place in Spivey's Corner, North Carolina. Participants showcase their hollering skills by producing various types of vocal sounds, whistles, and yells. Do you just hoot and holler in the air? Is, there, this, is this like the pig yeah! call? One? Is this like the pig call? There's a couple different ones. No, this is the hollering contest. Okay. <laughs> All right. No, there's like, have you seen, there's videos of like, there's ones where there's like, uh, it's like women calling their husbands into the house and they're like, Jim, get in here. Oh, it's like, a contest? Have you seen that? Maybe that's what this is. Holy shit. No, well, it's probably the same idea, but maybe just like. Yeah. I mean, I love that. More specific. Okay. Our mini deep dive today includes. It is about Benjamin Franklin. Mm. In 1752, Benjamin Franklin conducted his famous kite experiment proving that lightning is electricity. I may or may not have constructed a very impressive Costanza stanza <laughs> oh. involving Benjamin Franklin. I can't wait. Well, I learned a lot about Benjamin Franklin that we'll get into later. He was a weird dude, but uh, do you want to learn a little bit more about this experiment? I know everybody yeah. kind of remembers it from from the visuals of you. school. The, the like kite they had, with the like a cartoon key. and it was yeah. in the rain mm-hmm. and it was a whole thing. And it was, I was like, is this really Benjamin Franklin? I'm like, no, this is a cartoon. Yes. So <laughs> his famous kite experiment was conducted by, well, obviously it was conducted by him. So the experiment was aimed at proving that lightning is a form of of electricity because at the time there was a common belief that lightning was this like supernatural phenomenon. Yeah. Like from a trident yes. coming up from above. Yeah. Yes. Like the gods were angry at you. Yeah. Exactly. So he thought that lightning was an elect- 
electrical discharge and sought to demonstrate it through an experiment using his kite. He had a, a large silk handkerchief attached to a kite frame and to enhance conductivity, he attached a metal key to the kite string. We all have that visual like in our head of what that was. I thought there was a jar. I thought like oh, the no. key was in a jar and I, it was like it lit up like a light bulb. Like he was trying to catch lightning like in a, a bottle. Firefly? Yeah. Mm. Uh, no. No. Okay. No just jar. The key. I do recall the key on the kite is right. the main is the main thing. So he flew the kite during a thunderstorm and he took these extra precautions to prevent himself from being struck by lightning. And as the storm storm approached, he noticed that the loose fibers on the kite string began to stand on end and that the string itself was electric electrically charged and to confirm his hypothesis he moved his hand close to the key and observed a spark jump from the key to his hand proving direct evidence that lightning was indeed an electrical discharge fascinating so but then it was funny because i was reading about this and they're like there are many uh like claims that refute this whole experiment even took place and that's when i'm like did it happen Mm. i'm sure it did. did it happen or did he say it happened i'm sure it happened and he was right Here's you know, even if it's just a I hypothesis guess. and he didn't do it, he's still right. Yeah. To go back to what I said earlier, somebody's got to go first. Somebody's got to go first. So he's like, hey, someone's got to do this. I'm going to step up and do it. Here's the thing. Depends on what kind of guy he is. Like, he could have made the whole thing up. Well, you've seen him. He wears those little knee socks. He's got curly hair and glasses. I buy yeah, it. He's got a vibe. I I've seen a cartoon depiction it. of him. Yeah. I, Whatever that guy's selling, I'm buying. Yeah, I, me too. I believe I believe. I yeah. believe in Benjamin Franklin. <laughs> I do as well. <laughs> I, I do again. We're for true crime rewind. We're going to learn a little bit about Benjamin Franklin and his very odd proclivities mm. that he has. But um, before that, we got some bitching to do. Please rise. Court is now in session. All rise. Call the first witness. How do you plead guilty or not guilty? All right. Welcome to On the Stand. Every week, we bring a person, place, thing, or an idea to the stand. We either love it, we hate it. We have a healthy discussion about it. Vote if it's guilty or not guilty. Bring it to you on Instagram, our lovely firsties. You vote if it's guilty or not guilty. We usually have a listener-based uh, On the Stand. Oh, we sure do. We have one today. And if you want to call in and tell us yours, the number is... 818-446-6889. We remembered it. Yes. Finally. Also, leave your worsties there, too. Because yes. we used to have two numbers, and maybe that's too much. No. Maybe this will be the number. If you want to... Tell us about the worst thing you've ever done. Also call into that number. Or just like any ramblings we'll use. We there's, love a rambling. There's one. I'm looking for the perfect episode. Someone took a tour of the John Bonet house. And oh. Like, and I still haven't used it yet. And I'm like, I'm looking for the right ep. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. Maybe a John Bonet episode. Ep. Yeah. You know, we got to wait for the day. Right. Um. All right. Do we want to start with the listener one? Sure. Great. Let's get into it. Hi, Alexis, Jared, and Jack. I was calling. I haven't even completed my listening to the on on the stand for this week but we were you were talking about sheets uh, alexis and um i am gonna jump in here with this big bed business that you were talking about i have decided that i am no longer a slave to big bed i no longer have to do what big bed says and we in my house even have our own blankets because the blanket my husband likes is too hot for me so I got my own blanket, and we literally have our own space. He doesn't like to make this his bed. I like my blanket to be on me a certain way. I make my side of the bed, and I have my own pillows. And I'm going to tell you right now, you don't have to subject to big bed. You can do whatever you want. And the peace in my big bed is much better because I have my own blanket. And I don't have to worry about sheets. All I do is wear 
lay comfortably. So I'm just including myself into that. I don't know if that's part of an on the stand or not, but uh, love you guys. Okay, bye. Wow. I love this. Okay, so glad that other people <laughs> struggle with Big Bed. Yeah. Big Bed, they are, you know, they are subjecting us to just these, you know, preconceived rule standards that we should be abiding by and yeah. we're not. I Big refuse. Bed. Yeah. I actually love this idea of you having your own side and like I have this visual, it's probably wrong, but it's very like a line down your bed and yours is like Charlotte York perfect, pristine, made, like nice, soft, you know, flow, airflow blanket. And your husband has just like a bunched up wool blanket, super scratchy. There's like crumbs on on the side of the bed. Like that's what I'm seeing. I mean, talk about big bed though. Aren't those sleep number beds like that? That you can like adjust one side? Yes. Yeah, but we're talking about the dressing. The dressing of the the bed. bed. I know, but still I'm like. Like, I listen, I think this is a great idea. It's really, it's kind of funny to me because it's like, it's like each one of you has like a sleeping bag, like your own little yeah, yeah, yeah. like pocket that you sleep in. Yeah. I just don't understand how you would keep this like not looking awful. Because you would have to put like a big comforter over, over it, it. And then underneath is the real bed. You're just covering but the you, mess. Yeah. But it's not a mess. Her side's perfect. I know. But if only one side that would is stress perfect. Me out. But if there's a big giant fluffy blanket over the whole thing, the bed looks made. No one has to know. Big bed doesn't have to know. Your friends don't have to know. It's no one's business. Bed business is personal business. <laughs> bed business is personal business. Do you know what? We got to get big bed out of our bedrooms. We've got to get big bed, bed out. Big bed has too strong of an influence. Um, big bed has talk a grip about, on our wallets. Talk about an oligarchy. Big bed is controlling us all. Yeah. They're trying you to know? sell us one big blank when really maybe we, we need we two. Want two we small maybe we need several. That, you know what we need to do? Bring back the separate twin beds. You know? And then they're together when you want them and they're apart when you want them. Well, to be. it's like maybe the Europeans know what they're doing. Maybe they, you know, do. they don't even have a queen bed in Europe. Barely. It's the couple usually, doesn't sleep together. Well, they do. But in Europe, instead of like a big bed, they always have two twin beds pushed together as one. And that's how they live. Yes. Haven't you been to a hotel in Europe? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yes, can, well, but I didn't know that's how in people's homes it was. Oh, like I don't know if it's, I haven't really seen In the hotels, I have, in fact, noticed that. Yeah, even in like the nicest hotel, instead of a king bed, it's two, two twin twins. beds. It's a yeah. contingency plan. And you fall down the center. You know, let's say you have a fight. Well, now nobody has to go in the living room. You can just push them to the other side of the room. Yeah, I like the movement. That's but something nice. tells me it's more for booking purposes, where like if they need to, need like double twin, you know what I mean? I don't like, know. I don't even know if it's, I don't know. I got to look into that. I, am I don't interested. know. Big, again, Big Bed just wants to confuse you. So. Not to be yeah. weird, but a lot of the stairways and doors in Europe are too small to get huge furniture in. So uh, a lot of the times it's like because this, the hallways were like this mm. and then the door frames were like this and there's no elevators. Sometimes it's and the windows are too small also because normally a crane would be a solution. Yeah. So sometimes it's like the furniture has to be in small enough Maybe pieces. Maybe that is what it is. I totally get it. I felt like I was like Alice in Wonderland when we were in, uh, we went to France yeah. like, last year. It was crazy. Like I didn't fit anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, wild. I'm a tall lady too. So I yeah. understand that plight. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, I think that it's not guilty. You're, you, the way you're living your life is absolutely not guilty. Yeah. It's pretty great. Yeah. Big bed is guilty. Big, Big bed, bed is gu- guilty. Always but you guilty. know what? You're free to do whatever you Monogamous. want. Monogamous. Should we hit the gavel on that one? Hit it. Ugh. Ooh. I hate it so much. Wait, should I do it to camera? Yep. There you go. Oh, that Ooh. was nicer. That was a nice sound. Yeah. It, it was satisfying. It yeah. Um, I'll go. Okay. 
I'm putting on the stand the Red Hot Chili Peppers. We were recently <laughs> at... Are you prosecuting or defending? I'm, you know, it's been a journey with Red Hot Chili Peppers. Mm-hmm, I'm mm-hmm. prosecuting them because we went to a festival. Jared played the Hangout Fest a couple weeks ago and the Red Hot Chili Peppers headlined the first night. I've never seen the Red Hot Chili, Chili Peppers before. Yeah. And I've had this like long withstanding thing that I'm like fuck the red hot chili peppers. They suck. I think it's just like something that everybody thinks it's the same thing with you too. Like Nickelback. Everybody just hates them for no reason. My dad loves all these people. Yes. Probably for it's dad rock. It's dad rock. Um, so like, I don't know. I've just always hated the red hot chili peppers just for literally an unknown reason. And then recently Jared kind of found a new love for the red hot chili peppers. And he was like, yeah, he's like, wait, they're kind of fucking awesome. Wow. And then I started listening to their songs and I'm like, wait, they have so many bangers. They it's do? like insane. So but many good Beyond songs. Californication? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's like in the middle. That's like that. I mean, they've been doing it for, what, 30 plus years? Like, yeah. They've been a band for a really long time. Sorry, this is your thing. but No, it's fine. I'm trying to work through my, it was one, my so thoughts and feelings about them anyways. One of the first albums I ever bought with my own money was Californication mm. when I was in high school. Really? I got my first paycheck and I was like, what am I going to spend it on? And then, That's crazy. Mine was Ace of Base. Was it? My first when I was young, even younger tape than I ever that. bought was Ace of Base. Ace of Base and then Aqua, Barbie mm. Girl. Like I bought the mm. Aqua CD. Everybody had that. There was- and Hanson Mbop. Mm. Okay. Mm. Yeah, another big one. My first CDs I bought were Green Day Nimrod and Say Ferris. That's cool. And my first other first cassette tape was Alanis Morissette. That's a good one. I know. Smells like Teen Spirit. Wait, so why have you decided? Oh, I mean, okay. So we're kind of like back on the Red Hot Chili Pepper trains. We're like, we're definitely going to watch them. They'll be like a great headliner. It's going to like get the vibes, like how fun. Cause like, you know, all the songs and then they go on, they started with this. What even was that? They, they opened their set with a jam. It's like a, Eight like a minute. jam sesh? Yeah. Like a so jam sesh. That no just, one knows the no. words to. They it's walk just out, like no a, non, a non-song jam no, sesh. No, you got to get people's No heights. vocals. It mm. lasted 15 minutes. Too long. And then they finally started their set. The first song was, you know, probably, you know, one of the songs that you know. And then, like, they kept going. And I was like, mm. Waiting for the... The vibes are mid. Like, they're not going up. They're kind of just cruising. They plateaued, the vibes. The pl- the vibes were plateaued the entire time. I'm going to mm. say two things. And that, that's what they are. I mean, that's what the Red Hot Chili Peppers yeah. are. But I was expecting, like, to really be It's hyped. like elevator rock. Yeah. I'm going to say two things. One, they are just a band on stage. Like, it's just four dudes. And no frills. There's one bass, one guitar, one drummer, and one singer. And they don't add anything else in the performance which is impressive nothing is they don't need to nothing is faked there's no auto tune it's no, just good musicians a fucking band on stage yeah. which i Love. first off have to give mad props to that because it's very rare nowadays yeah. to see something like that so that was rad i really as a musician i respected that when we were watching them the second thing i'll say is we've been going all day like we got there like it was a long travel day then we went to the festival and we we're so tired by the time they went on that long droney parts were just not like doing you guys it. were you guys were like well we also saw Lil Nas X right before which Hi- was oh you guys don't even get me started you yeah. know that's my boyfriend yeah. and he I mean his his energy was like out of five million he's gonna be a star for a long time oh yeah that no. dude's fucking hot 
Oh, I yeah. know. He like, Sack of meat. He's like big muscle. and buff. Oily like, muscles. No, and he can dance. Dude, and it he's was got awesome. he's got the this confidence and this yeah. star presence. Yeah, like that's really one of my favorite things about him. He's just like got so much attitude in his face and in his body. And I was like, Yeah. He's like I, he doesn't compare to anyone because there hasn't been another artist like him. Yeah. No, he was so fucking good. We just, we just did two extremes way too close to each sure. other. We did like his set, which and was like- And they don't complement each other. No, no. It was like really polished and like crazy. And like every moment that happened, you're like distracted. And then you go to see the Peppers and it was like really great musicianship. But like you're just, we were so tired. And I think maybe that's why they ended up on the stand for you is because like, yeah. I don't think you were ready in that moment. No, and I can appreciate them. I'd be ready for them in another moment, but it wasn't the one for me. So, I mean, they're still not guilty to me, but uh, I'm on the fence. We did have a funny moment when we were walking into the festival because, like, we got checked in, and then, like, I'm standing there with Jack and our bass player Garrett and his girlfriend, Fallon. Love Fallon. And they go, he's right behind you. And I go, what do you mean he's right behind it was, yeah, you texted me. No, it was, no, it was no, Anthony, Anthony Kiedis. Kiedis. Oh. And I turn around and he's right there with his bowl cut and he's just like walking around. And I was like, holy shit, it's there a bowl he is. Cut? Oh, yeah. Well, they were in their car. Like their car was like, you know, their black car was like coming into the like the artist entrance and they go to pass us and I got a little smirk. I put, oh, I got a little smile. I bet you did. Anthony Kiedis. I played it cool. I didn't want to dork out, but I, I could have easily. And then we saw Lil Nas X right after that. Yeah, it was, it was really, actually pretty cool. It was a crazy. You like, did text me about that. You're like, yeah. he's standing right here. And I was like, you guys. And he was just you, chilling. And you with stopped his, like, replying to me. And I was like, yeah, we're too enamored. I know. We love him so much. Anyways, Chili Peppers, I'm going not guilty. I'm going to go not guilty, I guess. I just had to talk it through. I'm going to go not guilty because I'm indifferent. Yeah. But I'm not a huge fan. Yeah. Okay. If you had said Smashing Pumpkins, I'd fight you. Because uh, I love the Smashing Pumpkins. Oh, so do I. Yeah. But, so I mean, that's, uh, that's why I was like, I hope that's not going to go there. Good to know that. No. I, liked, I never knew that about you. you. Love the, pump, the pumpies. Love the pumps. Cool. Uh, do you want to go? Yeah, I do. All right. What's your on the stand? <sighs> okay. So my on the stand is a little unconventional, but it's based on something going on in my life in real time. Oh. I'm putting like... Crows, magpies, ravens. <laughs> Loud birds. On the stand. Mm. Um, this is for a reason. So at my house, there's a lot of big trees around. Mm. And my boyfriend decided that we are going to be like the crows' friends. Whis- whispers. Yeah. So he ordered a um, bag of peanuts, maybe... This tall, four feet tall. Huge bag. A bag of bird seed, like a perch that he's mounting, a decoy crow. Oh my God. And a crow whistle, which I've brought today. Oh no. Yeah. And I have pictures of all these things that we are going to show anyone who's in video, but I would like to show you guys this. This is what, and it scares the bejesus out of me every time I go outside. Oh, Okay. Okay. Oh. Decoy crow. Decoy crow. Decoy crow. You just put on because they're watching us. Ledge. They're oh. watching us, so they want to know, like, oh, that crow's cool. That crow doesn't seem to be distressed. And yeah. then we put peanuts along the edge of our balcony, and they're coming in hot. Wow. And like we have this here crow whistle. <laughs> oh my god! You brought the whistle. Yeah, and Matt says I'm really good at it. Okay, let's hear it in right. the mic. Close your eyes. Okay. Ah, ah, 
Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. Wow. Am I a crow or am oh, I a wow. crow? Who are you? I'm the crow whisperer. So you just do that when they're like kind of around to get I gotta say, on? I never do this. Oh, okay. I'm just good at it. Matt does it all day, mm-hmm. sometimes till 11 p.m. And I have to be like, you should stop this. Yes. There's people That's too late around. to be crow calling. Yeah, he doesn't care. Um, and he's having all these weird standoffs with the crows. Wow. And, you know, but- We've been seeing all these things on TikTok. Like the risk is worth the reward because if you become friends with a crow, they start bringing you shiny stuff. Oh yeah. They're trading with you. Yeah. They'll like leave you a message being like, I want a nut. Like you'll become friends with these crows and they'll keep all the shitty little sparrows. They're apparently not, they don't shit like where they find the nuts. Yeah. And they keep all these other birds away. And we have like, it's bird wars at my house. They don't there's, shit like, where they falcons. Mm. Yeah. There's like, and they, they all fight up. each other all the time. Damn. And I um, heard this incredible story on Criminal, the Criminal podcast about this magpie and he was in an um, internment camp, like a Japanese internment camp and like was the smartest magpie ever and was like friends with everyone in this camp and became like the king. Whoa. Wow. Ravens, magpies, crows are extremely smart. Oh yeah. Um, We found the peanut shells at the bottom of our thing. They they were dropping them to like crack them open. Uh Like they're just... They're going to be our friends soon. No, I, I love that. I think that's a, it's a smart move. It's our new you hobby. Never, you never know what's going to happen in the, like in the world. You want to so be allied like, with the, with the birds. Absolutely. I, I they got a darkness to them, but then they're also like good to the people that they love. Does anyone else want to try the whistle? Yeah. If you don't mind me putting my mouth on it's it. It's just me and Matt. We're all fam. Oh yeah. I would kiss both of you. All right, here we go. That's right. <laughs> wow, Jared. You're <laughs> no higher pitch. No. <laughs> Are, Are you, you sucking, sucking in? in? No. <laughs> Try to go higher. Oh, yeah, there, there you go. go. <laughs> it's supposed to be a juvenile crow. <laughs> I love it. Pretty wow. good. I good like job, this. Jared. I'm gonna get one of these. Okay. Here, no. I'm gonna toss it back to you. Um, all right. Crows, not guilty. I mean, not I've, always, guilty. I've always loved crows and ravens. I'm on the bird team. Yeah. yeah I'm in. That was show and tell. So that, I'm going to try and encourage us to do show and tell. I, like I love this. this. Okay. I think it's fun. Um, all right, Jared. Um, okay, mine is gonna be we okay. So I guess I'll go with the festival thing. Okay. Crowd surfing. Okay. I've never in my life crowd surfed ever. And then we just filmed a music video. And the whole premise of the video is like the five of us are just getting like tossed around and it's like jostled. Kind of chaotic. And it's like if you were a woman, you would be grabbed. Yes. Well, and so here's where I'm going. <laughs> even as a man, it's like I don't want to be really I don't Wait, I just who don't want, is the just, cra- just, Did you have like a stand-in crowd per- we had about 300 kids show up for the video shoot. And then so we, and they were awesome. awesome. They were like yeah. such troopers. We had them in there for like five hours and we were just almost nonstop doing takes crowd of surf- like crowd surfing. So they were like, they had to be going crazy. And the Did anyone grab your up. butt? No, they were all very respectful. <laughs> all you, all it takes is one Slip accidental hand grab that goes in between the legs and a little grab. So that's been on one, the nuts. That's been fifty percent of my fear growing up, or just my whole life, not crowd surfing. Sure. I don't want all those hands on me. But fear who number, does? Yeah, fear Nobody. number two is I've always been a slightly bigger person. I don't want to crush anybody, especially one of our fans. That would be awful. You're a, yeah, but you're not like big, big. Yeah. But like compared to the rest of his band, they're all a lot thinner than he is. Like he is. So like I'm gonna need the big kids in the front yeah i'm gonna need the stronger kids over here they're like okay well you can hold up john but john is like half the size of you i am a beetle in a band of stick bugs <laughs> <laughs> no they're mantis and you're like a yeah. you're a like robust a robust beetle <laughs> you're like a scarab yeah a scarab oh, a yeah. scarab beetle. or you're like a slug Ooh, i am a slug <laughs> i'm all of these yeah i'm a bug 
Um, anyways. All turned into what? <laughs> so, Turn it back to Lannis. So yeah. I got, it wasn't really a fear, but I at least, like, I'm glad that I did it because I learned a couple things. So thing one is the, like, being afraid that I'm, like, too big for it is, like, totally, like, a non-thing. Because your weight is so your evenly distributed. distributed. So smooth sailing. Like, as soon as I got up there, it was awesome. It was really fun. Um, the second thing that I learned that I really enjoyed about it is that even though we had blaring music, we had our song just on a loop all day for the video. Um, even though it was really loud, I realized you can eavesdrop on people as you go by them in the crowd. So good. And this is my favorite part of the whole day was I could hear people talking. About you? At, yes, as <laughs> I'm passing by. They're like, he's not that heavy. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> oh, I thought he was going to be a lot heavier. My, hand, my hands don't even hurt. I, I legit heard a girl go, don't pull his hair. Don't pull his hair. Watch out for his hair. Don't pull his hair. And oh my like, God. They all have your back. Everyone yeah, was like communicating. Really it was so fucking funny. Did you almost put your hair in a bun? That would have been a fear. No. I would have liked to, but the, the vibe the of the video is, is like, it's all yeah. flowy and like. He needs his hair to be chaos. So well, people have your back, Jared. That's, that's comforting. I was honestly. I, I love his like ears to the ground. He's like listening what people are whispering about. You should about. do like over, overheard mosh pit edition. Yeah. Well, like how that overheard LA yeah. account is. My favorite part of the whole thing was. By the end, by like, I only did like two takes. A lot of it's our singer, John, getting passed around because, you know, lead singers have to be at the, the fave. So I only did a couple passes, but. They're not the- my, f- he's not my favorite. You're my favorite. Thank you. Wow. Yeah. So nice. I hope so. Yeah. <laughs> we can all just. I just love mean equally. objectively in the band, even. Well, we also know each other. No, that's not why. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyways, my first pass, I'm on the way back and I'm eavesdropping again and I realize everybody's singing the chorus at this point. So it was Aww. really cool. It was a really cool. Did like, you get the moment. chills? Yeah, you I get did. Because they didn't know the song nobody before had ever heard the that song. day. Oh, they before. learned it that day? They learned yeah. it just as they were like, filming the video. The song's not so out cute. yet. So it was but just, it was on a loop. Yeah, it was yeah. on a loop. Beautiful. But, so I guess I initially was going to go into it like prosecuting crowd surfing because it just seems dangerous and like <laughs> scary. Um, I shouldn't say that as a fucking rock musician. However. <laughs> yeah, it's embarrassing. However, by the end of the day, I was like. This is I'm, pretty sick. I'm pro crowd surfing. Oh. Like for myself. Yeah, I've never crowd surfed either, just because the risk doesn't seem like it's worth the reward. But I feel like I have. I'm like ready to really? go again. I feel like I have. When mm. I was like 25, I feel like I got something at like, what is that show we used to go to? It was like that cover band. Steel Panther. Steel Panther. Like, uh, I feel like I got roped into something yeah. at something like that. Okay. Which uh, I don't remember it being bad. Yeah, I got to say. It's not bad until it's bad. It's not bad if you're wearing pants as a woman. Well, or if you're dropped. Yeah. Well, this was the other thing is, so I'm man perspective here, but I I still wore like overalls. Yeah. You're like, want, I'm not taking any chances. I, yeah, I didn't want anything to go I don't wrong. want anything down my back. Keep them yeah, pants yeah, on. Yeah, yeah. But it was fun. And so I'm saying not guilty. Not guilty. Not guilty. Love it. Wow. What a good on the scene that we had today. Mm, mm. Next time bring props. Yes. yes. Okay. Well, when we come back, we're going to learn about Benjamin Franklin. Ooh. When I was growing up, I took French in high school, but I could never get the language to stick. I wanted to be fluent so bad, but it never happened. I just couldn't focus and I couldn't practice enough and it didn't work. But thankfully, there's Rosetta Stone, which is the most trusted language learning program. And it's available on desktop or it can be used as an app on your phone or tablet. Rosetta Stone is different. It immerses you in so many ways. And with its intuitive process, you can pick up any language naturally. First with words, then phrases, and then sentences. And before you know it, boom, conversations. 
Plus, with Rosetta Stone's true accent feature, you'll get feedback on how well you're pronouncing words. It's like having a personal trainer for your accent. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, the first degree listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com first. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com first today. Okay, so it comes as no surprise that I have absolutely no idea how to cook. I don't want to learn how to cook. It's not really my thing. But when I tried Factor meals, it was a freaking game changer. So Factor's fresh, never frozen meals are dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. Yeah, two minutes. So no matter how busy you are, you'll always have time to enjoy nutritious, great tasting meals. So the first time I tried Factor meals, I was actually blown away because I'm like, that's it. That That's all it is. Two minutes and the meals are so delicious. With 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every single week, you'll always have new flavors to explore. And you can treat yourself to restaurant quality meals that feature premium ingredients like filet mignon, ooh, fancy, shrimp, and blackened salmon. Like I said, they're so easy to prepare. I love them. So head to factormeals.com slash degree50 and use code degree50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code degree50 at factorymeals.com slash degree50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. It's almost summer and the best and most sustainable way to shop for a new season is on therealreal.com. The Real Real is the largest and most trusted source for authenticated luxury resale. It's the only place you'll find brands like Hermes, Cartier, Prada, Dior, Stodd, Zimmerman, Jacquemus, and more for up to 90% off retail. 10,000 plus new arrivals land every single day from hundreds of brands you love, all authenticated by a team of in-house experts. Whether it's that perfect wedding guest look, a new summer sandal, an updated beach tote, resort wear for your summer vacation, you're bound to find exactly what you're looking for, plus deals you won't get anywhere else on therealreal.com. Visit therealreal.com and use code FIRST at checkout for 20% off. Terms apply. True crime. Yeah, it's rewind time. Okay, so I don't know anything really about like his biography or anything, but I found some fucking weird ass facts about Benny Boy. Okay. Ooh, Are you ready to learn? Oh, yeah. Is he a pervert? Um, aren't they no. all? I mean, yes, I'm sure. Like, absolutely, because literally every man is a pervert for the most part, but <laughs> except for Jared. And but Matt, Matt's not. And Matt. And my dad. And but, my dad. <laughs> but every man from the uh, 1700s <laughs> was absolutely a pervert. Yeah. Disgusting. So anyways, a funner fact about him is he wrote an essay about farting. I know this is a little bathroom humory for you, Alexis, but you have to bear with me. Okay. okay? So in 1781, while serving as the U.S. ambassador for France, Benjamin Franklin wrote an essay on farting. It was called Fart Proudly, also called A Letter to the Royal Academy About Farting and to the Royal Academy About Farting. I didn't think that word existed all the way back then. I didn't either. I, I thought, thought it would have been, like been like flatulence. No. Or like some 
other way. Like, I wonder the origin of that word. To be uh, that actually is very interesting. We'll look into that. Maybe it was. Let's maybe this was the start. Chat CPT about chat, it. Yes. So in his essay, Franklin proposed that there should be a scientific study of farts, and researchers should develop drugs to make farting less offensive. The essay goes on to discuss the way different foods affect the order of flatulence and a proposed scientific testing of farting. He also suggests that scientists work to develop a drug, quote, wholesome and not disagreeable, which can be mixed with common food or sauces with the effect of rendering flatulence not only inoffensive, but agreeable as perfumes. Oh, he was to, very concerned. To give it a more pleasant See, odor. Yeah, okay. like this, his concern about it just amplifies my fear. Mm. It's like, you are so offended by it yeah, yeah, that yeah. you need someone to dedicate their medical knowledge <laughs> to f- making a perf- it smell like perfume. This like, is, yeah, that's my nightmare. I actually feel way worse about it now. And it, I've got to say, I mean, we're what four hundred years later. I don't know how many three hundred. 400. I don't and know. I'm sure he's just talking about women. There's no way he's talking about men. I was going to say that. It's just about women and nothing has happened since your essay, my yeah, dude. Yeah, bro, my dude. No, Only you care about that. As someone who lives with a woman can confirm. <laughs> men don't care. <laughs> don't no. Nobody men do cares. not care. Oh. Matt hurts. thinks I'm insane for like, he is just the, he loves bathroom humor and I'm just like, of course he does. He's, He's a, a guy. Dude. It's a, it will but never like, not be my funny. My point is, is that guys don't care. They're no. not like repulsed by anything. So Benjamin, like what, what stick is up your ass, Benjamin Franklin? Why do you care so much about toots? I think someone shamed him. I bet mm. you farts smelled way worse back in the day because of what food they were eating. I don't no, know. I thought oh, it was no, maybe probably it's cleaner. Now. Yeah, I don't know. I think it maybe got worse. Yeah. Food was cleaner then, wasn't it? I don't know. So maybe he would be ex- extra offended these yeah, They days. were just eating like a whole handful of bread and like a chicken <laughs> leg at a time. Yeah, they're Wait, not. That's they what don't they don't have the Taco Bell tea. They were doing like Renaissance mm. Fair. They were eating like a piece of an apple. Like it was a very crude meal. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. Second fact is Benjamin Franklin took, quote, air baths in his window to remain healthy. So just got naked in front of his window. So he preferred air bathing to actual bathing, which is there's, you know, it's not cons- the same concerns, but whatever air bathing. He'd open all of the windows and spend between third and spend around 30 minutes to an hour hanging out in the nude. He believed that nudity could help in preventing sickness. I have a something. I have a personal story. Oh, so me and Matt were on TikTok and we saw something. It was a German TikTok and they call it like Stosenflauten. Or something. Yes. Okay. I'm not saying that right. So please Hopefully don't come at me. not offensive. <laughs> it's not. Or it is. But like, don't come at me. <laughs> what it's supposed to mean is shock ventilation. Okay. And what it means is, even in Germany, in the cold of winter, you open all of your doors and windows at once and you let your house. It's supposed to be super healthy for I you. I fucking love that idea. I hate it. I hate it because I'm always freezing, yeah. but Matt insists on this now. And he literally says like, Stoschenflauten. Oh and like, God. we're doing this. <laughs> and I was like, does. of course, TikTok. <laughs> and like, I'm shivering with a heating pad under the covers while he's like getting shock ventilation. Why doesn't he just take a cold shower? <laughs> he also does a cold plunge. Oh my he God. got a whole thermometer. I mean, whatever. He's all into that. Wait, does he have like a tub for the cold plunge? We have it. We do it in our tub and okay. it gets super cold. And he has a thermometer and a timer and he puts <laughs> ice in it. It's a whole thing. My dude's been listening to too many podcasts. <laughs> yeah, too much Joe Rogan. Dude, what I'll say though is the ventilation idea, like that air bath is a thing yeah. and it is supposed to like, when you're cold, it's supposed to uh, train your immune system to not be so reactive. No, for sure. I understand the point, but like 
the thing with the shock ventilation is it's going to take so long to warm your house back up that like, is it worth it? Yes. No. Yes. <sighs> take, that's what I'm saying. Personally, take a cold shower. That's oh, I do easier. quite often. But I know. I think here's, this is personal preference, but like <clears throat> stale air or like non-moving air is like, I feel like I'm an old dusty crypt. No, that's something. what we usually keep the door open to you know, our apartment. Like, but I understand and I this. And I put the heat on. This is, there you we're, go. we're talking about cold temp shock kind of thing. It's a, it's been a real, the past we five years. We also don't get that cold here. I'm talking like 40 degrees. No, for yeah. sure. And I, I'm just saying the past like five years, all these like fucking podcasts have been like, the main goal of everything is like there's like the Wim Hof method and you go in like this icy river and you're like doing breathing shit and like I get it just but, trying to but live but part of me is just like why do we gotta do all this we're not we don't why? I don't think it really helps as someone who loves cold and loves a nice drafty like cool breeze yeah I'm I'm, I'm in for like the thing in the house like no, that's I, cool. I do think there's something to the nervous system of it where like because nervous system responses I think we don't know enough about like how they connect to, like anxiety or trauma or whatever yeah so I do think there's something to training your nervous system to be less reactive yeah. by being like I can get nice cold water and I'm not gonna panic and yeah. freak out like I think there's something there I actually could really benefit from something like that, but I would rather die than yeah. do that. Yeah, being cold. That is, would actually be great for me. Like, because my I'm, because I'm like one of those people. Yeah. You know, I could benefit from that, but like, I would be so miserable that it's just not worth it to me. Okay, next. Yeah, got to move on because there's other probably. good facts. I mean, we could go on forever. Yeah. Okay, Benjamin Franklin loved casual sex, which I think is really interesting. I want to see a picture of him at this phase of his life. So yeah, we'll we'll look up a picture. So okay. or you can look it up while I'm talking. And um, casual sex phase? Is that what I say? I guess. Okay. It said Benjamin Franklin was quite open about his sexual beliefs, and he also had a life full of casual sex. He may have fathered around 15 illegitimate children. Oh, casual, unsafe oh, sex. So he's, he's like nuts. the 1600s Nick Cannon is he, what he we're saying. He was a little slut. So he wrote in an essay called Advice. This is crazy. Not crazy. Interesting. Also crazy. Advice on the choice of a mistress where he advised young men to court older women because they will take care of you when you're sick are cleaner than sex workers, but use the other word. And that there is no hazard of children. What a little fuck. Wow. What a little fuck. Wow. And then he said, he also said that you can't really tell who's old or young when you're in the dark. Wow. So he loved to fuck. Okay. Next gross fun fact. Ten bodies were found in the basement of his house. Uh Dead? Dead bodies. Murdered? So he lived on in a house for 20 years. And while the house was being converted into a museum in the 90s, a construction worker found a human thigh bone sticking out of the dirt. An excavation was ordered, which resulted in the discovery of 200 human bones belonging to 10 people, including six children. I bet you he was doing experiments. I think so too. But maybe on cadavers. Like maybe he wasn't murdering, but. Let's hope so. It said that scholars believe that Franklin's basement was used by his friend, William Houston, uh, an anatomy student as a laboratory. Okay. So maybe. Experimental. Or, but you know, I'll believe anything. If he's a murderer, that also wouldn't shock me. That also changes a lot. It does change a lot. Does it change his electricity experiment? No, I mean, facts are facts, but... Was that a fact? Murders are murders, so it's like, we got to know what's going on. We don't know if it's a modal, because it's so long ago. So, um, the last two quick facts, because we're we're running late. He never patented any of his inventions, because he believed his inventions were primarily meant for making everyday life easier, which I do appreciate. What the... He's like the... 
communist inventor. He's yeah. going open source. The socialist He's going inventor. Open source. Yeah, yeah open which source. I really like it. And then the last one was he was it's a fa- so not desperate. Yeah, I, I love know. That. I know. It's like a non-desperate a vibe. It's a certain, it's a certain air of confidence yeah. when you do that, when he, you go open source. It's for the people. Yeah. It's for the people. But he was like a dick to women, but, uh, you know, as they are. So the last one was he was a fashion icon, which I think that we all know. He wore his little knee socks and he wore his little knickers and he wore his little, his little cummerbund. Like he had he the was drip. doing the whole thing. He had that colonial drip But going. I still am not attracted to him in the, in the photos I've seen. Mm. In the paintings that we have seen. Right. Catfish paintings. Yeah. So uh, there's a few new wrinkles in your brain about uh, Benjamin Franklin. I mean, was he a good guy? He was naughty. I'll say that. He was naughty. naughty. And we're going to learn about the naughty things that you people have done next. Yeah. You are a horrible person. What's the worst thing you've ever done? Let's talk about who's naughtier than Benjamin Franklin. <laughs> Our firsty worsty today. And I labeled this firsty worsty first, first date. date. How did you know? Oh, you're in the chat. You sent it to me. Sorry. <laughs> I just wanted to join you in that. Hi, this is for the worsty firsty. Um, it's something that I still feel really bad about. And I'm trying to remember how long ago this was, but my memory is not the greatest. Um, I would have to say this is about probably six or so years ago. Um I was a bartender at one of the larger franchise restaurants and we had the offering of, you know, the appetizer, two entrees and the desserts. And I remember I went up to this booth and it was a guy and a girl and it looked like they were, you know, dating, um, potentially even a first date, you know, they still looked, you know, a little uncomfortable and anyway, um, I went over there and they both were going to do that shared appetizer, entree, and dessert option. And I went to the dessert portion to ask both of them which dessert they would like. And the guy, you know, right away said the cheesecake or whatever he ordered. And then the girl, she commented, you know, no, thank you. You know, she didn't want any dessert. And she was a very, very thin girl. And I don't know what I was thinking and why this came out of my mouth. But I looked at her and I said, it's okay. You can just eat it in the closet when you get home. No one has to know. (laughs) That is so terrible to say. There was this very long, awkward pause. And I was like, oh, my God, I'm going to get fired you can't just say that to people and, you know, especially girls and women and how we have our self-doubts and our low self-esteem and we constantly have all the pressure on us, you know, for a specific body type. And I am so pro-women and, you know, all body types and, you know, curvy, thin, whatever the case. So the fact that that came out of my mouth, I completely meant it as a joke, but she looked so embarrassed. Um, I don't know if I'm grateful, but the guy, after that super long, awkward pause, he just started laughing. And I was like, okay, I can breathe. Someone's laughing. But I looked at her and I felt so bad. She looked so embarrassed. And I don't know why I did it. And I still feel terrible about it. So 
as you were telling your story, I had a flashback on my own life. And I've done things like this so many times. Some had consequences, some didn't. And people have done it to me so many times. And sometimes it had consequences and sometimes it didn't. <laughs> and it's it happens, right? Like, especially in like our punchy, funny culture, like, and especially if yeah. you're working in the service industry, like you try to make jokes to get them to like you and warm up because yeah. that's the point of your job. And not everything lands. Obviously, like your intentions were pure, but women are super sensitive. And I've had to give a couple people like lessons in my life to be like, you should never comment on what people eat. Yeah. You should never comment on what people wear. You should never comment on even if, it, even if people look amazing and they've lost weight, sometimes weight loss is because they're depressed. You should never compliment weight loss until you know more. Um, this is a total honest mistake. And like you feeling bad about it and knowing, you know, whatever. But like I've been you in a, in a nervous, like spontaneous utterance. I've said things I didn't mean. And it fucking happens. And it sounds like the guy kind of had your back, didn't think it was weird and listen, some people are naturally skinny. Maybe she works really hard for it. Maybe she like, it's always just dicey to comment on things like that. But you know that you immediately felt bad. Yeah, I think she knew probably the second it was coming out of her mouth. Yeah. that she's like, this is a vast mistake. I shouldn't have done this. Uh, it's probably came out in slow-mo that it's like, You're like, how do no! I stop now? Well, it, well, there, yeah, there's a line too. And there's a context that we don't have, which I, I would assume I'm, I'm going to give you the benefit of the doubt and just assume that you were like, in haha and kind of like passing yeah, you're, feeling you're, punchy. Yeah, you're being you're conversational feeling punchy. and silly and like you know you're going for a tip but there's two ways it could have gone it could have been like the oopsie daisy or it could have been like if you said that same thing in a condescending way like oh you're gonna eat this in the closet kind of like the words themselves are not great but the you tone, in the middle of a situation tone and intention is important yeah, and, sure. and i'm sure like she depending on what kind of person she was she was probably like huh but then it's like, it was all, it was all, you yeah. weren't after any, you, there was no malicious intent there, obviously. No. Um, and the fact that you know, is this still haunts you, you know, I doubt you've done it since. No, I mean, yeah. The fact that you're calling in that this is, is the worst, the worst thing, thing I've done, done way worse than this for the record. But yeah, that's, I mean, we, you're a good person. You're an amazing person. Not your best work, but you know, we've all been, we've there. All been there. I'll give you a pass. We move on and talk about moving on. I think that we were ready for a stanza. Oh, I heard that you're proud of this one. Today's Costanza stanza. It doesn't really have a name. We're just going to call it. It's electric. Yeah. All right. In Seinfeld's realm, there stood George Costanza, a bumbling soul caught in life's strange bonanza. Ooh. <laughs> With mishaps of plenty, he stumbled and fell a quirky character. We love to dispel, but let us digress to a time long ago where Benjamin Franklin's wisdom did glow he sought out knowledge with a fervent desire. His mind set aflame like a lightning spire. Ooh. And lo, it was Franklin who brought us to light, harnessing electricity, a wondrous sight. His kite in the storm, a daring endeavor, unleashing power, an ingenious treasure. Oh now wow. picture a world where these forces collide. George meets Ben with a wild gleam in their eyes. Oh. With chaos and sparks, <laughs> their stories entwined, a fusion of hilarity and wisdom combined. Oh, George, with your wit, an unending plight, Ben's electrifying spark sheds a guiding light. In this comical dance, they both find their place, unveiling louder, unveiling laughter while illuminating grace. Holy wow. shit. Wow. That was, that Holy took me on a ride. Holy shit. 
I'm overwhelmed with it. Wow. I wish I had done it cleaner. Will you clean that up? No, I think it was perfect. Come on, I made a mistake. No, we like it. We, You know what? That's Art is honesty. about the raw and the honest. Uh, well, if we're going to do beautiful. If we're gonna do it live, there should be bongos here. Yes. I know. We do need yes. Alexis is really looking for the accessories. All right, we're going to get the bongos. Okay. All right. Wow, that was great. Thanks, I, guys. We're all going to have a good day now. <sighs> I have the tingles. I love Bye. it. Bye. 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 Bye.